guys, welcome to the top of the Laws Lagoon. Welcome. This is where we like to spend our afternoons in the summer. Hey, announcement time here at Laws Lagoon. First off, I want to say this. Thank you to everyone who helped at last week's VBS. The kids had a tremendous time. So many children came to the church and just had a blast learning about God and the Bible. Uh, if you were there, you got to see me be the narcissistic superhero. Uh, that's, that's a good tip. If you want to see me act silly, volunteer at VBS. We'll have some more coming up soon. So again, thank you to all the volunteers who helped make that possible. All right, announcement. Okay, this is important. This Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m., we will be having a night watch. This is a night of ministry and prayer and worship. So we'll have some light acoustic worship. And then we'll just have time of prayer. We'll see uh, what Holy Spirit's up to. Uh, so that, that's a great evening to be a part of. That's this Wednesday, June 22nd at 6.30 p.m. Uh, this weekend is Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Spend some time uh, with your kiddos going down the pool, and uh, sometimes it's fun to go down the water slide. So let's get ready for church, huh? Welcome to the Vineyard. Thanks for joining us online. We're getting ready to jump in here. Worship's going to be awesome now that you're with us. It was great earlier. And then uh, we'll be talking about faithfulness today as we continue on in the fruit of the Spirit, faithfulness of God, and then what that does in us. So get your Bibles, get a coffee, get ready, get comfortable. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It is great to see all your faces and hear your voices. We're looking forward to spending time with you in worship and in the word today. Also, happy Father's Day to all you gentlemen out there. <laughs> happy Father's Day. Thanks. The kids have your stuff. That's why you haven't had anything yet. They were still sleeping when Doug left, so, yeah. It, it's all good. Sorry. Yeah. What, what stuff do they have? Stuff. <laughs> Minds want to know. Curious minds. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys what we'll be attempting to do. In case you didn't know, we are going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We're going to bring in a new oldie, another old hymn that we'll be reintroducing. After worship, Pastor Regina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss the kids off to their Sunday school classrooms, and then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We are in Fruit of the Spirit, Part 8. We'll be talking about faithfulness today. Before we get into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come We love your presence, Papa. Thank you for meeting with us today. Papa, we're gathered with a spirit of expectation this morning. We can't wait to see what you're going to do in us and through us. And Papa, as we lean into your faithfulness today, would you empower us to be your faithful people. 
to share that family trait with you, Papa. Help us to draw closer to you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Lord God, the strength of all who put their trust in you. By your great mercy, hear our prayers. And because of the weakness of our human nature, help us by your great grace to live lives that please and honor you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter now into our time of worship, and I'd encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst. We're going to see the words pop up on the screens. You guys are welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine.
have a strong and perfect plea, the great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives in peace for me, my name is
My heart. 
working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. Because you never you're faithful. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Oh, you never stop. You never stop. You never stop. so thankful for this time of worship in your presence, God. You're so faithful. You're so good. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts to you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our precious children today. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the children your wonderful love for them, oh God. You're so good, Lord. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning. How are you? Hi. Wow, that was fast. Hi, boys and girls. Hi. So we are continuing our true stories found in the book of 1 Samuel. 
And last week we talked about Saul, right? And how Saul had defeated the Ammonites and how everyone has said, you are our king, right? They have accepted him and they had a big celebration, a big party, right? And then they thanked the Lord for him. Well, guess what? The Philistines, another people who are enemies of Israel, came to the land. And Saul, King Saul and his son Jonathan went to meet them. And when the Israelites saw the Philistines, they got scared because the Philistines had more soldiers than they did. They had more chariots than they did. And they had more horses than they did, right? And because they were afraid, some of them hid, right? And they had forgotten that God had told them that as long as they obeyed him, right, he would defeat their enemies. He would help them win. They forgot that, right? So King Saul decided to bring an offering to the Lord, right? He thought that would surely make us be victorious in this battle. But you know what? The kings were not allowed to to do offerings, to place offerings, right? Do you know who was allowed to do bring offerings to the Lord? Only the That's right. Only the priest, right? So Saul didn't do it, and he waited for Samuel, who was a priest, to come. And he waited, and he waited, and he didn't come. And then some of the soldiers in King Saul's army left, right? They were like, he's never coming. We got to leave. We're scared, right? So King Saul decided, well, I'm just going to do the offering to the Lord, right? Big mistake, guys. They were not allowed to do that, right? Only the priest. So Samuel comes and asks him, what have you done, Saul? And Saul said, well, I just made an offering to the Lord. And Samuel was like, you did not do the right things, right? Because you have done this, because you've disobeyed the Lord. The God, God is going to take your kingdom from you, and he's going to make someone else king that obeys me. And sometime later, guys, the Israelites won a battle against the Amalekites, another of their enemies. And God had told King Saul, make sure that you destroy everything. Do you think King Saul obeyed? He didn't obey, right? He only destroyed things that he didn't want to keep. And God told Samuel, I am sorry that I made King Saul king. He doesn't obey me. And then Samuel went to Saul and said, said to him, why didn't you obey the Lord? And Saul said, I obeyed him. I just kept some of the animals to give a sacrifice to the Lord. And in 1 Samuel 15, 15, 22, it tells us, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? He said, listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So Samuel told King Saul again, because you have not obeyed the Lord, he will make someone else king. Big deal, right? But sometimes, guys, we can be like Saul. Sometimes we can think that we know better, right, than what the Lord wants. So we we take things into our own hands, right? And that's called sin when we only obey God a little bit, right? But guess what? The Lord sent King Jesus to die for us so that we can be forgiven of our sins. Isn't that awesome? I know. Great deal, right? Cool. Okay, so now let's say the Bible verse together. 
Ready? After me, okay? First Samuel fifteen twenty two. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Good job. Your burnt offerings and sacrifices? Are your obedience to his voice? Listen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So good, guys. So good. Good job. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And watch the screens because we have a, a little video of our VBS that we had last week. And you can see all the kids having fun. much fun guys okay so now we get to pray and then we got we get to go to a classroom so have fun okay ready 
Okay, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this day, Lord God. Thank you for taking care of us and protecting us and providing for us, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, for forgiveness of our sins, Lord. In Jesus' name, what do we say, guys? Amen. Amen. Good job. Go have fun. Have fun. Learn well. Listen to your teachers. To obey is better than sacrifice. Georgie, Pastor Georgina, you've got a couple of lost ones here. Welcome to the vineyard. So glad to have you here today. Welcome to those of you joining us online. I think I need to hit another button. Hang on. I did. It's all good. Yeah. Good job. I can never remember. There's an extra button today because of the VBS. Oh, VBS was great. Thank Church, thank you for your generosity and that allowed those kind of events to happen. But we can just bless the community. Thank you, volunteers. You guys were awesome. Thank you, kids. You were awesome. And... Uh, and good. I, that was we had a, it was a great week, as you can see. Kids were, kids were being kids and having fun, and that's a good deal. You know, my hope is always with those things that, that you know, there's a lot of fun times. But they, we, the Bible is taught, and they learn about who God is and how He loves them and who Jesus is and why that matters. And you know, the hope is that in in their young lives, there's some things that stick, so that throughout their lives, they go, "Oh, I remember that," or "Oh, yeah, that's what was going on," and it makes a difference. So, thank you for making that happen. Uh, if you're a first-time guest, that code that just popped up on the screen uh, is for you. you. If you point your smart device at it with the camera on, uh, a link will pop up on your phone, uh, and that goes to our digital connect card. If you follow that, you'll be asked for your name and your phone number and your email address. We'd love to have that info. What we'll do over the next five or six weeks is we'll send you some texts and emails, and then they'll stop. Uh, also, we have a gift for you at guest services. If you're a first-time guest, if you didn't get that, on the way in, please get that uh, on the way out. And that would be very, very cool. We also pray for our neighbors here. This is something we've been doing for a very long time. I encourage you to pray for your neighbors. Pray for them um, when you're driving in your, to your house and away from your house and walking around. You know, see a house and just say, hey, Lord, would you bless the people in that house? And then when we gather, we do that corporately. Very, very powerful. So think about one of your neighbors or two of your neighbors. Just kind of get them in your mind's eye and let's go to the Lord Papa. We, uh, we come before you and we pray for our neighbors. We lift them up to you. We ask God you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways and that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. And God, help us to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, um, before we hop into the series, a couple of things. Happy Father's Day. And uh, guys, we have a little gift for you on the way out, okay? If you, uh, when you go out the doors, for all the men, a little koozie for your favorite to keep your refreshing beverages cool, right? So there you go. Use it. Use it with great joy. It's very fancy. Happy Father's Day to all of you. Celebrate well. 
Happy Father's Day, Papa. Happy Juneteenth as well, you know. And uh, God is good and God is faithful. So gifts on the way out for you guys. Also, mm, Saturday, we're going to have a memorial service for Betty Hay. Um, and so uh, Phil wanted me to invite you. It's Saturday at 1. Uh, and if you'd like to come and be a part of that, we're going to remember her and bless her family at that point in time. So that's going on. And then this Wednesday... We do a thing called uh, Night Watch. And Night Watch is an event where we come, uh, 6.30 is when we gather, and we'll have some sort of very laid-back acoustic worship, and we'll just press into the Lord, and we'll listen for what He's doing. We'll listen for Holy Spirit. We'll pray for people. You'll have opportunities to pray for people. It's just a, a chance to come and sort of really press in and connect. And so you're all invited to that. That will be this Wednesday at 6.30. Okay, Fruit of the Spirit... Part eight, this is the seventh fruit. The first one was an introduction I did, and today we're going to be talking about faithfulness. Remember Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we're working our way along. We've talked about those things, and now we're adding faithfulness into that mix. But before we can do that, I can't go there yet. I got to do bad jokes. What do you call a beehive without an exit? Unbelievable. Okay. I read about this. A ship carrying red paint and a ship carrying blue paint collided in the middle of the ocean. Both crews were marooned. This one, so now this next one, I I apologize for, but you have to know that in my office early one morning when I saw this, it just made me laugh hysterically. It probably won't have that same impact on you, but probably wasn't enough coffee when I read it. But what what has five toes and isn't your foot? I don't know. My foot. (laughs) I I can hear my my tribe. You can hear your tribe. Your mercy laughs. I, I can feel my people. I always feel this incredible need to beg Holy Spirit to come back after those jokes. So let's do that now, shall he we? Likes it. Press in. And, oh, Lord, thank you for your presence here this morning. Father, I pray today that as we worship and celebrate you and spend time as a family corporately here and in our homes, you would be in our midst that our conversation would be sprinkled with the Holy Spirit. Not one day would go by where we don't tell the people that we love how much they mean to us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for giving us hope and for each new day. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the book of Psalms, and this is Psalm 89, verses 1 through 8. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. 
The heavens praise your wonders, Lord, your faithfulness too in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You can be seated. That's a great passage. Um, I want you to read that this week. Hang out in that psalm a little bit. And if you, if you haven't done it, if you point your smart device at that code, the fill-in notes pop up and then you'll have them. And when you're done, you email it to them. Everything is right there. And that passage is in there. So we're, we've got a few weeks left in Fruit of the Spirit. And then we're going to move into a brand new series. And we're calling it The Fight. And it's going to be about spiritual battle. Things that are going on behind the scenes and that are very real, but that we sometimes overlook with our worldview and we haven't thought about some of these things. And so uh, I, I want you to start thinking about it. And in that psalm, you can kind of read over it and maybe uh, you haven't connected with some of the verses like, uh, let's go here. Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? Well, that's kind of fascinating. And, uh, you know, what are we talking about there? Or in this one, in the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. Hmm. I mean, that's, he's more awesome than all who surround him. Who is like you, Lord? You, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. Uh, so, you know, there's some things going on there. The council of the holy ones. There's, there's just some stuff that I want you to start reading and praying and um, thinking about and then what we're going to do when we move into that next series is we're going to start tying some things together. And it's important the way this flows because as you begin to sort of see what's happening in the spiritual realm, if you would, and the battle that we are in, whether we know it or not, you'll see why it's important to know that you've Holy Spirit's with you and uh, that it, this fruit is available to you and how that helps us in everything that we have uh, going on in the world around us and how... You know, the enemy's crafty. He wants us to, to sort of not understand the bigger battle and use the weaponry that we have to go after that and go after him. The weapons of uh, this warfare are not carnal, right? They're not flesh and blood. That's not our enemy. But, but what he's done is he's twisted things so that we tend to want to put a face on who we think our enemy is and we, we decide we're going to go after them instead of getting engaged in spiritual battle. And it's a, it's a divisive trick. It's divi- and the enemy's very divisive. Always is looking for ways to divide. And so when this, we'll, we'll see the battle and we'll see how the armor helps us overcome. It's going to be really cool. I'm very excited about it. Uh, so, so get ready for that. I think you're going to like it. But, uh, today we're going to talk about faithfulness. Now remember, the fruit of the Spirit is, is not, to, I think we have a tendency to say, okay, these are the things that I have to be. I got to exhibit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And, and it's true, but the reality is it's not we're working to do that. It's that we're yielding to that happening in our lives. That's what's going on. That's who, those are your responses when you're walking in step with Holy Spirit. When, when that isn't, when those things aren't my initial responses, 
what it is to me, it's an indicator, if you would, it's like a dashboard warning light that I'm out of step with Holy Spirit. And, and so I can choose to ignore it or not, but, but it's there, boop. And, and I can think, okay, well, that's, that wasn't a loving response. Anybody ever had that? Or that response wasn't very patient. <laughs> I can't see Jesus laying on his horn in this situation. And yet... <laughs> You get it. And what that, okay, I'm, it means I'm a little out of step because when I'm in step, those things, that's just, they don't matter, right? So, uh, all these things are, are what's available to us and what we should be operating. And they're family things because as a believer, you're, you're a child of God. And these things are all, you know, who God is, that, that Holy Spirit, God in us, is developing these things in us. And so we, we learn to yield and that happens. Well, we get to the idea of faithfulness. What is faithfulness. And faithfulness is, it's, it's believing that God is who he says he is. It's, it's hanging on to that and knowing that to be true no matter what the circumstances in life bring because sometimes circumstances can be difficult. That's like, we still live in a fallen world on a broken planet. That's until Jesus comes back and all the promises that we have come in, in new creation are fully here. There's, there's some of this stuff going on. Uh, it means that, you know, we understand that, that God is trustworthy, that His Word is trustworthy, that we, the Bible is completely trustworthy. It, it means that we know that He's working through situations and that He's the God who causes all things to work together for good. And so we, 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 you know, we hang on to that, knowing that we have this amazing hope of what's going to happen, and in the meantime, He's with us and He's for us. And Holy Spirit helps us to live that way because he's in us, empowering us, and reminding us, and leading us, and guiding us into truth. And so he, he's making all that possible in our lives. And faithfulness is big, because faithfulness impacts every relationship that we have. See, it, <laughs> knowing that God is faithful will allow you to live in a way that you trust him, and you settle in him, and, and it impacts you. And when that relationship is settled, all your relationships get better because they, they become less about you and more about other folks because you already have the idea that you're settled in who God is and that, that's good and you can kind of hang there. And, and so then this idea of faithfulness begins to impact people around you and you become a person who's faithful, someone that can be trusted, someone of integrity. So, you know, so all these things make a big, big difference in the way that we live. And, and uh, I have this uh, invitation, uh, this definition, it's not going to show up. Faithfulness is the Christ-like quality of dependability. I like that. Because he's totally dependable, God is, and we're to be dependable. Stability in our relationship with God, that impacts this. That's the knowing that he is who he is and that we can trust him and we can settle in that. And then reliability in our relationship with others. It's, I like that. It's, there's about dependability, stability, reliability. These are all sort of the things that happen as we engage and understand what faithfulness is. Now, as in everything, we see all these things modeled in Jesus and, and, and modeled in who God is. And the faithfulness of God is certainly a big deal. And we can see his faithfulness in a lot of things. I love the idea that, that you, you can see the faithfulness of God just in the constancy of nature, if you would, and the, the reality that there's a design to things. There's a design 
to things. And, and if you step back and look, you can see that, that things are designed in certain ways. And it's, it's amazing, like big ways, small ways. I, I always think about how cool, just in our little sort of solar system, and we've talked about how vast that is. You know, the, I gave you stats one day. I can't remember them now. There's, there's, it goes beyond what you could ever count in your lifetime, the amount of galaxies with stars. So in our little system, but how cool is it in our little system with whatever number of planets there are, I know it changes from time to time, 9, 10, 9, 6, 8, 12, I don't know, whatever they are, that they're, they're, they're revolving around the sun, which is pretty cool, you know, and staying out of each other's way, and that this planet that God created for us to hang out with Him, this human space, uh, it, it spins as it spins, and, and so we don't all fly off. And how cool is that? That you—it's very hard to look at that and go, "Wow, that's what a what a what an amazing freak that thing is!" Right? There's design to it, and there's design in little. I love, like, I think about this from time to how how God designed the eye. Do you, I mean, because it, it it's looking at things, turning them around, spinning it out, giving you data. You get colors. You get all kinds of stuff. How fascinating! It don't have to be that way. We could probably operate in black and white, but but color because God likes us to enjoy stuff that He does. Like you know, boom, sunset. Wow. Because He's cool, right? And there's design, like your ears and the way your ears hear things, and you can hear birdsong. Alice and I like birdsong. That was that was funny the other day. We were, sitting, we were sitting out having coffee, and um, there are times when, if I'm not really tuned in, Alice might say something that I don't completely hear. <laughs> it's possible. She says we spend our lives going, what? <laughs> and, and so, do you remember a couple of years ago, I said I was going to start reading more, and so what I did was turn the captions on my TV, and... Uh, it's really worked. My reading is way up. The problem is you get used to that, and it's not so good. And, and, but she said it would be nice if we had captions that happened when we spoke. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. And then I have overthinkers, right? One of the people in last service, Jason, came up. He started figuring on that, how we could make that happen. And he said it would be apple glasses. <laughs> glasses. And he said, but we couldn't trust it to Siri to get the spell words right, the self-correct, because you'd be, you'd be saying something and it would get it wrong. And you, are you talking to me? And it would cause fights, but we, we have overthought. Let me move along. There's, you, you can see God at work. The statutes you've laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy. We, we can see the faithfulness of God in the, in the very word itself, that, that God has given us that the word of God and that it's, it's completely trustworthy. And it's amazing in the form that we have it. And that he keeps his promises. And that as we live this life, we see how, how he keeps his promises over and over and over again. Not always in the way that, so, you know, you, you get by now that God always doesn't think that you have the best plan right? Even though you're confident and you've really tried to sell him on the idea. Sometimes he's like, eh. But he is always faithful and true to his word and to his promises. And, and you can see him being faithful, even, even maybe in the midst of a hard thing, you might not see it. And then you get through it and you say, okay, well, that's where he was. And we have these promises to bank on, knowing that we're moving towards this amazing a future that's been promised, a new creation, and all that means for us. So he's faithful. He keeps his words and his promises. Uh, and, you know, we were, 
We're, talk, we're going to be talking more about spiritual battle. And last week I was talking about temptation, how, how the enemy tries to get us, right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. He's after us and continues to do that. But God is faithful in helping us deal with that in a fallen world, broken planet. No temptation is overtaping you, taken, except what is common to mankind. And God is Faithful. I love this verse. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is the faithfulness of God. So when the enemy's coming in, which he does, we said temptation, one of those things he does. Lust the flesh, lust the eyes, pride life. God always has a way out for you there. Now, you can choose to take it or not. That's, that's the big difference. Right, but he's and and I, I start thinking and looking for it because especially so when you've given in and you've gone the wrong way, go play that scene again and see. That I promise you, there was a way out there, and you could there was a way out, and and you go, oops, that's what that was, and then what happens? Hopefully, is you learn from that, and the next time you you go that way instead of the way that you did, right? But we talked about that. But he's faithful. That's the faithfulness of God. Always, always, always. God always wants you to have a full and abundant life. That's the heart of God. He never wants you to... Some people think, oh, God's keeping me away from all the fun stuff. Uh Uh-uh. God keeps you away from things that damage your soul and your relationship with him. He wants the very best for you, and the very best is often not what you think is getting tossed right in front of you. Listen to this, uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.3. The Lord is faithful. And he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. He's faithful, always faithful. You can trust him as we walk through this life. Lamentations 3.22. And three, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions. I like this. Never fail. Never failing stuff is really cool. And my favorite is they are new every morning. I love... That things are, there's a lot of cool things in it. Go read sometimes the scripture and look for things that are new every morning. And why I think I like that so much is that, is that it's a faithfulness of God. That every morning, it's like a cosmic do-over happens every day. And every day I tell you, I want to live my best life for him, but every day I still sort of cheese it up along the way. I don't know where that word came from. <laughs> And, 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 and I'm thinking, oh, I could have done that better. You, are you with me? Oh, I didn't need to say that. Or, oh, I, you know, I, or, you know, and there are some things good. Well, I, I'm so glad I didn't say that, but I wanted to say it. Oh, it would have felt good to say it. I don't even want to live like that, right? Lord, it's a new day. I want to live it for you, Papa. Just want to hang with you and help me through it. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for a, another opportunity. He never gives, you love that about God? He never gives up on you. I love that. That's what that faithfulness looks like. He just never gives up. It's okay, come on. Let's go. <laughs> Fascinating. How is it expressed in our own lives then? This, this fruit that's being, you know, that the Holy Spirit has. What does it look like for us? I think, you know, one of the things that we, it's a faithfulness to God. That Holy Spirit allows us to be faithful to Him. Now, it's not that we're earning anything or working for anything. That's not the deal. It's not rules. It's not performance. It's just that because of who He is and because of His faithfulness, because of His love, when you are walking in relationship with Him, it will change the way that you live because that's just what's coming out of us. So, so we're to be faithful in Him. What is that? I think it, it really looks like a, an everyday thing. I talked about the, the new morning, and every day it's a reconnecting. It's like, God, I want to walk with you today. I want to do it your way. Papa, I'm here. I want to hang out with you. 
I want to be used by you. I want to be a part of your story. It's this sort of getting going every day. My son brought this uh, verse up a few weeks ago. Uh, and it's one of my favorites, Matthew 6.33. And if you've come here for any of the time, for years we had this plastered on. I put it up there almost as I started ministry. I wanted to be reminded of it all the time. Seek first his kingdom. Remember, his kingdom is his rule and his reign. That's the kingdom of God. It's not a place, a geography. It's, it's his rule, his reign. It's, it's, uh, it's God-godding, if you would, trying to find some words for you. That's what the kingdom is, right? And, and his righteousness living rightly, and all these things will be given to you as well. And if you look in the, in the verses around it, it's about God providing for us all the daily stuff that we need, and we can trust him. Um, but, but this is sort of our response to him. God, I'm going to walk for you today. I want to hang with you today. Another thing that's really important, and I, I, I can't emphasize this enough, every day, you guys you just have to hang out with the book a little bit. You, the, the Bible is so amazing. And it's, 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 it's not a one-and-done situation. There's, and there's still, I want to encourage you, I know a lot of people are reading it. Read it through. You've got to read it through. You've got to read through it. But then you're not done. Then you, then you go back and you start to engage with it again. Because it's, it's usually, I think, when people struggle with the Bible, they're, they're not reading it in the way it was meant to be read. Like you don't connect with um, the idea that it's divinely inspired literature. It was written to people a couple of thousand years ago, and it, so it takes in their understanding of things as it's... So it was written to them. It's written for us. It has just as much impact today, but, but you can't read it with your imposed worldview on top of it and try and make it do things. It's not how it works. You have to read it in the understanding of who it was written to because God did that on purpose. And then when you get that, the story begins to open up for you of what was going on. And it's so... It's, it, when you see the connections that are being made, it's, you know it's a God thing. And it deepens as you go. And the more you hang out with it, the more it deepens and the more opens up. And I, I, I keep coming to that. I've been reading this for a long time now, the realization of how much more there is. I keep, I've read it, read it, read it. And then I, when we were on sabbatical, I wanted to read a whole bunch of it. And I just kind of got hung into the beginning of it. Because I'm, I'm pretty convinced at this moment you could read the first chapter of Genesis for years. And, and every time you read it, every day, something else would open up and you'd be like I can't believe I haven't said it I've been reading that one chapter for the last 20 years is that possible so, but you have to read it so don't read it like a textbook don't read it like a rule book don't read it like a science book it is none of those things it's divinely inspired literature that, that helps us know the bigger picture and the bigger story and that there's so many stories in there that keep pointing back to the bigger story it's amazing and pray guys you <laughs> And, and sometimes structured prayer is hard, for, and I get that. And then they put time limits on it, and then it becomes a duty thing. And, and, and I like some structured prayer. I like some ordered prayer. You know, I spent a lot of time working on the daily office years ago. It's on the app now because I like some of that. But it's more about sort of a connection where it's simple. Papa, I'm here. What's going on? Papa, how can I, how can I you know, get involved in your story today? What does it look like? Just maybe a high dad. I think he likes that. Right? Uh, so it's that kind of thing. Stay connected. And then it's a faithfulness that is exhibited to the people around us. We're, we're faithful to others. I love what Paul says, Philippians 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Tough one. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. It doesn't say you don't value yourself. Just value others because God values 
folks, to the point where he went to the cross for them. And pff, tremendous value. Look, uh, look not only to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. It means it's not about us. It's, it's about a bigger story. It's some about us, not all about us. And, and ultimately, this idea of faithfulness, I think, in relationship, ties us back to what Jesus has always said is the most important. Love God. All in, right? Heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's where we find life. Holy Spirit is producing that in us. And that's where we're going to wind it up for today. Ministry team. Those of you here, why don't you head over the wall? People heading over there here to pray for you. But let me say this. Listen, this journey starts by asking Jesus into your life, by responding to the invitation that he gives to all of us to come and follow him. And, and our response is that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. And if you've never done that, I want to encourage you to do it today. It's, it's really a simple prayer of faith. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? And if you've never done it, now is the perfect time. It changes everything. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? So I want to encourage you, if you haven't, pray that and, and engage in this amazing life that God has for us. Amen. And as our ministry team gets settled over there, I just have one thing on my heart that the Lord showed me during worship when, when the, the worship team was singing the refrain at the end about this is a house of miracles. Some of you kind of got what, what I need, you know, I need a miracle. And I felt like what the Lord wanted to say was, you know, his presence comes and so does his power, his power and his presence go hand in hand. And, um, the biggest, it's lovely to get healed. It's lovely to have those things. But, but what God wants you to know is your miracle is that how much he loves you. But there's also, um, there's also some restored relationships God wants to do, and those make his heart so happy. So if you have something in your life that you haven't tried to mend, and it's safe to mend, that's what I want to say about that, then, then do it, because that's, that's a miracle too. Amen. Amen. I like that. Yeah, especially on a day like today, it's about relationships, right? God, we pray that that you would swoop into those things and relationships would be healed today because you're a God of miracles. And uh, we love you so much for that. Church, thanks again for your, uh, your faithfulness to offering and giving and tithing. And thank you that, that because of that, we're able to go out and be an encouragement into the community and uh, to the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Let's sing doxology and uh, we will get you out of here. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Prayers over there if you need it. Head out these doors as you're leaving. Please, they'll be open for you. Guys, don't forget to pick up your uh, Father's Day koozie. And uh, it looks like a nice day. Get out there, catch some fish. Have a great day. Hope your team wins. Eat well. See you later. Bye.
Yes, eat well. That was my, that was my, eat well. It's Father's Day. Yes. Hope you have a great day and then you enjoy your day. Thanks for being with us. Next week we're talking about gentle, oh, it's so cool, gentleness. Yes. So. Yes. Priorities, right, Steve? Yes, eat actually. well. Priorities. Eat well. We're yes. going to eat well. Today. Yes, we, we are. are. We are. We're actually going to uh, one of our and favorite places Yay. with our kids. Yes. And our grandkids. Yes. We love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.